Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. <laughs> Today we have a bunch of playtesters. Brittany, Tiffany, Troy, yay, welcome. What's up? It is the end of 2021. I don't really know how we got here. (laughs) I'm ready for 2022. So today we are going to do like a year in review episode and the playtesters are going to help talk about things that we loved, things we maybe didn't love, and just like some bright spots in the year as far as playtesting goes. And if you guys don't know, Brittany is like our very organized <laughs> um, scheduler. So she is going to like lead us team through. <laughs> like I remember like all the years I played sports, you always had a team mom, you know? Well, yeah, team yeah, mom. for sure. Team mom, like both Tiff and Brett give me like team mom vibes. Like yeah. I'm sure they would have like juice boxes and yeah, orange I know. slices. Capri Suns and orange slices. <laughs> There you go. If we have a playtester snack schedule, I can. Oh my gosh! Right, and Troy, like, what would what what would we be? We'd be like the ones. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be the ball boy. I don't know what I'd be. Um, but anyway, so uh, Britt's gonna walk us through the list from the beginning of the year, January, which this would be fun to like reminisce because January seems like it was a long time ago. It seems like a long time ago, or I don't know, yesterday. My my concept of time has just gone. Yeah. Totally. And like, do you guys have those moments too when you're like, oh, we just play tested it, and then you like go back and look and you play tested it two years ago? Right. Yeah. Here's a fun. Let's let's start this way. Actually, I want you guys each to pick one thing that we play tested or you play tested that year was like your favorite thing of the year. It can be a shoe. It can be a string. It can be a racket. It can be anything you want. I'm putting them on the spot. Britt, you can go first. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, she has a list in front of her. She's got I do have a list. <laughs> I missed a part of the year. So this- oh, yeah. See? So many things. I just feel like it was part of this year. No, no. I'm gonna go way back, so I guess it'll be actually a good place to start. But I'm always a Yonix girl, so the Yonix V Corps actually launched at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, um, and that was the very last playtest I did before my maternity leave. So I had, um, I was very pregnant on the review, but I really <laughs> liked it. Um, it easy power, easy spin. It was just, it was a fun racket for me to use when I needed a little bit of extra help because my movement was a little limited. So I will, I will stick with my Yonix rackets for nice. now. Nice. Tiff, what about you? I am going to go with the Ultra Shot 3. Nice. I'm fairly confident that they were from 2021. Britt sent uh, us a little message with the, um, play test things. I am still wearing those shoes. When I hit yesterday, I hit with them. They're just, they fit really well. They're holding up really well. Just, I have no complaints there. Nice. Troy? Britt, can you go through the list of just the racket releases? Well, cause like, I know <laughs> that, like, I know a couple of rackets off the top of my head that I really liked that came out this year, but I didn't test a lot of stuff. Cause like Britt was out, I was coming back from an injury. So like, I haven't been on a lot of reviews that I typically would be on. Um, just off the top of my head, I know the CX 
Kevin Anderson racket. I love that. I love the V core 98 plus, but is there any other big ones that I'm missing? Um, what about the uh, pro staff six, one, 100? That was really nice. Um, we had V court pros, the new blades, blades. Yep. Sorry, we'll we'll come back to you at the end. <laughs> Ooh, more pros and blades. Ooh, those are good. those are good. There's a lot we'll, of good stuff this year. We'll we'll talk through everything and then we'll ask the question again and be like, oh yeah, that was actually. Um, but yeah, just of the rackets I've hit lately, I definitely have been hitting the V Core 98 Plus. I use the E Zone 98 Plus, so that's a pretty easy pick. And then as far as like uh, control and feel rackets, like some of the best feeling rackets on the market, the CX 200s. Specifically, the Kevin Anderson, the one that comes with the leather grip, that's a really nice frame. Nice. Um, I'm going with the Head Prestige Tour. Oh, now yeah. it's the Tour. It was the Pro, now it's the Tour. That's what I got. That's all I got. What happened? What? How did? Where did it go from? Oh no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the same. Record. It's so confusing, Head. I'm sorry, but it's so confusing. <laughs> so I haven't changed the racket that I like from the Prestige model, but Head changed the name, so. It's yes. the the ninety five with the sixteen nineteen pattern. Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. Yes. Okay, so let's start. Let's go all the way back to January. What was the first play test of the year? So I'm gonna go. It was the CX rackets, the two hundred, the two hundred tours, which was the Kevin Anderson at eighteen twenty and the sixteen nineteen and the four hundred tour. Okay, what say you guys? I know these are Tro- Troy loves these. Tiff, I think. You like them. Yep. I always, you know, I think out of the line, I have to say it's the regular 200. I, I, I was on the regular 200, but the one that surprised me the most was the 400 tour. Right. I, um, cause I really do like those, the lower power or more control, um, and the feel rackets and the the 200 is there, but I was surprised like how much I liked the 400 tour because it blended that feel that you would get from a classic Dunlop, but with a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So the 400 tour really stood out to me right there in the, right off the start of the year. Nice. And Troy, I know these are always in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, the, the 200 tours are my, my favorite of the line. Um, I actually like the 1619 pattern, but I like the 1820 uh, Kevin Anderson version a little bit more in stock form because it has the leather grip. And it just feels like it's got a little bit more mass to it, a little more solid. Um, both of them I would probably add weight to, but there is something to be said about their technology, their sonic core. Um, they are like kind of like have that like foam field or that kind of like whatever material, the Infinergy material, which is kind of like the boost material in Adidas shoes mm-hmm. that's inside parts of the hoop. And it, you really can feel it. There, that racket, as well as I know like Technofiber does it, like on some of their frames, like the TF40, you can feel the difference. It's just really, really solid and just a nice pop to it for being such like a, a low-powered thin beam frame. Nice. Britt, were you on any of them and anything stand up? I was on the standard 200, and I will preface it by they're not normally my rackets of choice. Um, they're a little bit lower power than what I t- tend to lean towards. But with the 200, I did find that it was a really easy to use racket, even though it wasn't the most easy free power, but I was able to um, really generate racket head speed, be really precise and um, control. And the feel was there. Like it felt, I knew exactly where the ball was landing on the string bed, where it's coming off, where my ball was going to land. And 
that is always appreciated in my book. And nice. That's the 200 Brit? Yeah. And would you put that, like, I know you, the one racket that you like that's usually not your wheelhouse would be like the, the current Radical MP. Mm-hmm. Would you kind of put those in the similar realm, even though the Radical may be a little more pop or power? I would, yeah. 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 But both I could feel like they're not something I would ever switch to, but I, I see the similarities for sure. Okay. I was, I was just thinking, I'm like, should we separate this out into like rackets only racket shoes, shoes on their own strings on their own. I don't know. There's going to be a lot. I have a feeling. (laughs) I will say we play tested mostly rackets this year. Um, Shoes were pretty limited because of everything going on. So we, the rackets will definitely be the most detailed and then shoes and strings maybe can live together. Yeah. Let's go through rackets and then we can come back at the end and go through shoes and strings real quick. We also play tested um, one of the CXs. I don't think any of us were on it. It was the 200 oversize, which was kind of a unique racket. Uh, I think that deserves a little bit of a shout out too. It's yeah, kind of like a, it's a oversized racket, but more geared towards intermediate and advanced level players. I know Chris was a big fan of it. He was really impressed with it. So. Same with the uh, Booney. Booney really likes that one. It kind of fills that void of like the old school radical oversize, you know, Agassiz racket. It's like a thin beam player racket with an oversized head. So or pretty, like pretty, a POG maybe. Yeah. Or like our, um, what's the one we have now? The Phantom 107. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. It was actually a good segue. Uh, the radicals. <laughs> Okay. See, that's a racket where I'm like, was that this year? And I, I, okay. So I don't know if you guys remember it this way, but like, uh, head did the like reverse cosmetic for like the, was that first or did they do that second? And then like get seated it out all silver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did they start with the all silver? And then I think that was like the sample, right? They or was that the one they put in the box? Correct. It was, it was a prototype. So okay. Okay. it was that all silver with orange pops. And then when they released the racket, it was the reverse. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, yes. And, then, um, and then a lot of people were like, oh, just keep the all silver. Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely in that camp. I liked the all silver look. <laughs> I'll chime in real quick on this. Um, I think this is where a racket, I personally like the Radical Pro. That's one of my favorite of the heads. Um, but I think this is where we were like, Ooh, the feel of this is like improved. And I think we're really excited to see how the rest of the families, uh, move forward with the newer technology. And I think that was something that was pretty noticeable, at least from the radical pro. I don't know what you guys thought, Tiff. I think so too. I was actually on the, the S I believe, um, and not the MP, uh, and I mean, the S is a great racket. I think it outplays that it specs. Uh, plays like a slightly or it performs like a little heavier and not that it feels heavier, but it didn't feel unstable, which rackets at that weight can sometimes feel. Um, but I really did like the MP and I hit it quite a bit, even though it wasn't on the play test and continue to play with it throughout the year. I just idea like agree. I thought that the um, feel was really good and I thought it was a good balance of control and power. Like it wasn't one just foot in the power camp and one foot, you know, it was like a good balance. Agreed. What'd you guys think? Troy, Britt? Um, I'll go say, I was the same with Tiff. I was on the S and, but I did hit with the MP a lot. And in the previous iteration, I actually preferred the S over the MP. And I think it was mostly 
due to the feel. It had a little bit lower of a flex. And I, it was a fun racket for me to play test. And I just, for some reason, leaned towards that one. But with this, the newest version, the feel was probably the most improved um, aspect of it. And I would lean towards the MP in this version too. Just goes with my game style. Um, the, like she said, uh, the S is super easy to use. Um, it kind of one of those rackets that it plays above its weight, <laughs> above its weight range. So I liked the S, but definitely the MP. It's, it's always been one of my favorite rackets to just groove with, like on the baseline, cross courts. I, it always, for some reason, clicks with me there. Troy, did you have a favorite out of the bunch? I was looking forward to the pro, and when I first hit it, I definitely noticed uh, a bit of an improvement in the field compared to the previous one, but it was still a little too much in the kind of graphene generation of the Radical Pro. I was a big fan of, like, the UTech IG Radical Pro, which was like super flexy, that classic mm-hmm. head feel. And it still kind of rides the line for me where it's not giving me enough feel that I want. But if I wanted to jump to something a little more modern and powerful, I would probably just go with a different racket, like an E-Zone Tour or something yeah. like that. You know, so it's kind of like, it's a nice frame. Don't get me wrong, fans of the Radical or the most re- the recent Radicals, it's it's a nice refinement but it's still not quite where like I liked the radical back in the day, but totally fine because head has a lot of offerings now. And uh, I really like the the feel of the gravities and the prestiges. So that's definitely a good fit in their line. Nice. That makes sense. They're definitely different feeling UTEC and graphene brackets. They're very different feelings. (laughs) Yeah. And they changed the beams of them and all that. So it's definitely a, a modernized radical. What was after the radicals? We got the V cores, which you guys already know my opinions on. But <laughs> <laughs> we did the 95, the 98, and the 100. So I obviously was a big fan of the 100. Easy power spin, maneuverable. Gave me a little extra pop when I had a step, slowing, slowing a step. You were playing for two. <laughs> you were playing doubles in one body. <laughs> I don't know how you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the E zone and the V core are. I always, you know, it's an easy comparison to like the pure arrow, the pure drive. They're very fun rackets to use, really easy and explosive. And like, who, I, I mean, who doesn't like them? <laughs> I like them as well. And yeah, no complaints, Tiff. Yeah. No complaints. I mean, I think <laughs> it, it's not really a complaint, but I prefer the E-Zone. I mean, I've, that's not really a, a complaint. It's just something that you pick up easy to use. But I just prefer the E-Zone just a little bit more. Yeah. I think we actually all would lean towards E-Zone if you had to pick E-Zone. Oh, Troy, here's a question for you since we're talking V-Cores. This will be, a, we get this question a lot on YouTube, I think. V-Core 98 or V-Core 95? Ooh. Stock, if we're talking like stock off the shelf, um, are we including the extended version? No, no, just standard V core, <laughs> standard V or just stand, standard V core yeah. 95. I literally I just go, got that go, question 98 versus I would, 95. Pick I one. would go V core 95 because it's different than is it a 1620? Yeah, 1620 and definitely a little more control and feel. The beam's a little thinner. Yeah, just my background coming from like. 6195s and more control-oriented frames in stock form. It, it like it just gives me that confidence, and that 1620 pattern definitely feels tighter and gives you that that control on like flatter shots. 
Whereas yeah. with the red, with the V core 98, the string spacing is really open on all the V cores, except for the 95, the string spacing is really open, like the pure arrow. So great, easy launch angle, great for top spin, but just kind of, I, sometimes I lose the ball, like those flatter drives. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going V core 95 it, compared to the standard V core 98, but you throw the plus in the mix and that's probably my favorite in the stock form just because of the swing weight. Cool. And we did play test those. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we can just loop those in. We'll loop in the extended ones. Um, everyone at tennis warehouse loves an extended racket. So, um, all, I think everyone in this chat, and then like, we could easily put Booney in and Chris. And I mean, I think even Jay likes extended rackets, right? I don't think like anyone has a strong op- op- opposition to an extended racket. And, um, that, those I remember were overall very positive. It's hard for me sometimes when people are like, what's the difference between the, like, which do you prefer over the 98 plus and the 100 plus? Because then for me, I'm thinking like the hundred, that was a lot of racket. Like that's powerful. (laughs) If you're swinging big, it's going big. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about those. I think I would stay with the standard just because it's a little too much of a racket for me, the hundred plus. And um, it's a lot. Yeah. Because when they, when the swing weight really gets up there. Mm -hmm. And that's like I said, in, in stock form, if I'm not customizing these, like I'm not waiting up the 95 or the 98, the plus 98 is perfect because that swing weight's right where I like it. You know, that that's what I like about it for Brit. Maybe like that swing weight gets so high that the extended racket, it's not that you maybe you don't like the racket or the extra reach. It's the, it's the maneuverability factor. So, um, okay, let's keep chugging along. I feel like this is going to be, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. Um, so these next two were the Pure Drive Plus and Tour, which launched in January. The standard Pure Drive had launched a couple months earlier, I believe like September. So these were kind of the, the add-ons to the family. And I know, Michelle, you um, you have a long history in that Pure Drive. Yeah, I like the Pure. I was on the tour and I really liked it. But honestly, I could have done with like a little bit more. So I did end up customizing one of the tours to just bring up that swing weight a little bit. Um, and then Tiffany, I think you were on the extended, right? I, was I on the extended? I think I was on the tour. Just kidding. You were on the tour, I, right? You know what? I have, I have played at one point. Okay, so it was... 15 years ago or something when I used the Pure Drive Plus. I mean, I'm getting older. There's no denying that. But yeah, it was a while ago. And I, I was actually a Pure Drive Plus player. But um, I was on the tour. And unlike you, I was like, I could use a little bit more whippiness. And that's why I like the standard Pure Drive. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. You can't deny that the Pure Drive Tour is great as far as if you can swing it. But for me, just to be able to swing it consistently like through how pole match isn't as realistic as me playing the standard pure drive. So definitely has its benefits. Pure drives are always pretty well received and we liked the the update to the pure drive. So we knew we were going to like these rackets. I feel like we're just like very positive on everything. Well, the next one coming up um, Tiff is a Lacoste. So the Lacoste L20, their first uh, racket line. And I think at least for me, I liked all, I liked the look of them. I think they were a little light for, um, I think almost for all, pretty much for all of us, but I know Tiff, you were, you were on that play test with Chris. Yeah, we were on that play test and I mean, it's an easy racket to pick up and use, but it's, yeah, it's not something that I would typically hit with. Cause if I were hitting like against you or something, I think that if you were really cranking on the ball, it would just not quite be up to the pace, the weight of the shots could get it 
it just is a little light. But I mean, it is, it's a beautiful looking racket. It's easy to, to, to pick up and just have some fun with. Good rallying racket. I think the the Lacoste bag is a playtester favorite for the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I think Jason and Chris like fight over. Well, I know Jason has possession of the bag, but Chris might try to steal it. <laughs> no, they definitely executed like a great look, and it's it's a cool. Um, I mean, for their first rackets into the market. I'm excited to see if they come out with, you know, a little bit more of a, of a player spec, either more of like a pure drive spec or a, even more of a 98. See what, see what, yeah. see what comes out. All right. Next is our princes. We got Synergy, Ripstick and Twist Power X97. Yeah. There was a lot of princes this year. Um, Troy, I'll start with you on this one. Are any of them stand out to you? The Twist X97 is one you mentioned, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice frame. Uh, we got pretty deep into that frame when we did the whole uh, d- demo video with Andy and we customized it to his specs, but uh, really liked that racket. And then I played with it a bit in stock form when we were on the demo court at BMP. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, it just feels really good. You know, that's that's a great frame. Can't say anything bad about it. And then even like we were watching people hit with it on the demo court and like from a distance, someone was sitting next to me and they're like, what's that pro stock that that guy's playing with? And I'm like, pro stock. And he's like, yeah, that glossy one. Cause most, you know, pro stocks are glossy and it, it just has that really like professional, really clean look to it. So really like that one. Also like the synergy. The only thing with the synergy and you guys can talk about it too, uh, is just the string pattern, uh, threw me off just a little bit, you know, as far as like launch angle and control and stuff, but a great feeling frame. What'd you guys think? Tiffany or Britt, any one of those or multiple of those that stood out for you? Well, out of those three that you mentioned, I was on the um, the ripstick and that racket is packed with power. I mean, it's not really meant for my flatter hitting style, but man, if you swing that thing, it can crank up the RPMs <laughs> and the power. I mean, I think I said it in the video review or the written review, it's just like you grip it and you rip it. I mean, it's it really, and the cosmetics go to match. I wasn't on the review, but I did hit with the ripstick when we first got it, like, man, a year ago, it was a blacked out. We had a couple of frames we were hitting with, and it was the one that I liked the most out of the group that we hit with. And yeah, it's, it's just a fun racket to hit with, um, lots of power, easy to swing. Um, I've always been a fan of the Prince feel. So I thought it took me back to my roots. So no complaints there. And then I am doing a sneak peek, but the twist power. There's a new one that was supposed to come last month, next month, but <laughs> hopefully making them for 2021. But um, there is going to be a 100 tour of the twist power. And it is, for me, it's definitely my top three. And I think um, there may be another play tester switching to it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That, the X100, that one was my favorite Prince of the year that Brian was talking about. So nice. review to come. TBD. And we can do a deep dive when, when that happens. Woo. We'll talk all about it. I'll be on that one. Nice. <laughs> all right. We're powering through. Yes. Resell 10's vocal. Um, I wasn't on any of I was definitely out at this point, but um, I know you guys were on them. <laughs> okay. For everyone that thinks we're being super positive, I get stuck. I've made this comment in the office, I get stuck in the vocal line of rackets. Sometimes I'm very confused about what the rackets meant to be doing for me. So I don't know. 
It was it was one of those relationships, huh, Michelle? Where like you know, you, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we went on a date. I remember you. Oh no, I don't remember you. Well, hearing Brit say vocal, I'm like, oh yeah, we did the V1 Pro recently. No, throw that one in. <laughs> so Brit and I were on that, and I was actually very happily. I really enjoyed that racket and I did not think I would enjoy that racket because I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, V cell tens, nothing really stood out in my head. There was, it, I, I remember it feeling muted. I remember feeling a little lost in the string bed, just a lot of things that I personally didn't align with very well. However, turning it positive, the V one pro update, I really enjoyed. I didn't think I would because it's a bit lighter than what I normally like, but I had a fun play test with that racket. So that's, that's my rose and thorn. <laughs> um, yeah. somebody saved me, Tiffany, you're always positive. I was going to say, um, over the years of V10, the light I'm all, I'm usually when I'm on the, the V cell 10, it's, um, the lighter of the frames. Yeah. And there's so, usually, there's usually one around 320, 325. And there's one that's like 295 or 300. They change it every so yeah, often. Yeah. So the 295 back a couple generations ago, I felt was, even though I love control forward rackets, slightly lower powered rackets was a little bit too low powered for me. So, um, this go around, I believe it was a 300 gram. And so that the power was, um, it, it was more to my liking. So definitely up to the power level for that lightest V cell 10. So it didn't feel like I had to swing quite as hard to get some depth. So that was my takeaway from this V cell update for the light 10. Troy, anything? Yeah, I, I, was, <laughs> I get with the 320 quite a bit. Um, and I've used older vocals in the past 10 series. Um, it was one of those, like Chris likes to say, if I tested the racket, not thinking about or dwelling on, how good older, like the older classic vocals were. I thought it was a decent solid racket, but like, if I compare it to like a C10 pro or the ones that like that uh, V sense 10 tour, that Almagro stick or something like that, it's definitely a different 10. It's a modern 10, but for what it's worth, I thought, you know, it was a solid player frame, definitely stiffer than older tens to me. It was like, you know, like a kind of in that same realm as like the current, like pro staff V13. 97 v13 not the rf but like the lighter version it felt like that kind of kind of performance to me so the v line is almost wrapped up uh i believe the last of them i believe it's the sevens will be launching at some point in 2022 but the v1 pro for me was probably my favorite of the v cells of the last two years launching um i've always been a fan of the v1 pro so gosh dating back to the organics version of it that one was more controlled and then a couple iterations after it was a little bit more powerful than I liked. And this one kind of sits nicely in the middle. I felt it was fun and powerful, but still a controlled power. Um, and I thought it was the best feeling of the V cells to me. So um, I felt like it had a little bit more of that signature vocal feel than some of the others. Um, I've always been a fan of the eight and I wasn't a fan as big of a fan this year of it, but I think the V one pro for me is, is the winner in this, in that line. And I will I will say the V1s, the the newest Pro MP and OS, I think the paint jobs are really sweet. Agreed. Yeah, those matte, like kind of flat colors. Kind of reminds me of like the newer like Toyota trucks. Yeah. They have like those like camo gr like green color, like a gray, a flat gray. It's pretty, pretty nice looking frames. All right. Next one I thought was a potential switch for someone, but is the ego racket. Oh yeah. 
That's what I thought someone was going to say her favorite racket of the year was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it says that was you and me. And, and it's always like, it's cool because like Tiffany and I do have a lot of things that we both like about rackets, but then like little things that we like, she likes a little more maneuverable racket. I like a little clunkier of a racket, but when we're on the same play test, that's where I think it's fun to see. Like we both like really love this racket. It was super maneuverable. I like said in the play test, I leaned into like using angles and creating more shape on the ball and all that. And how did you, what did you think Tuff? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's something, I think it surprised me. I mean, if I look at specs on a paper, I would lean toward rackets with a flex that's mid six sixty to like 65. And this one is higher than that. So I'm always going in, in my head, am I going to like it? And I have to say that I was really uh, impressed with how comfortable the racket was. And I just enjoyed hitting with it. I hit with it still quite a bit. Um, in my head, I should play with more powerful rackets because my game is not really power loaded. I don't generate tons of pace by myself, but then again, I'm not like as skilled as I would like to be. And I need help getting my shots in. So that's why I think I like some of those, um, more control oriented rackets. And this kind of has that, it bridges a gap for me. Like I'm getting that depth, but I don't feel out of control when I'm playing. And I thought that's a big thing for me is being able to move the ball around since I am not that player like you who can just put the ball away. So I, I need I need a racket that can keep the ball in play, help me keep the ball in play longer and also give me that depth. Just to Not that it's an offensive shot, but, you know, it just keeps people a little bit uh, off balance or something. Yeah. Nice. Help you help you find those corners of the court. Yeah. 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 Play more like ego. I wish. <laughs> nice. We're throwing in a pro Kinect racket, the Black Ace Pro. Black Ace Pro. Troy, you you get on that. You you lead us. Yeah, it's a really nice frame. Um, the only thing is, I think the like the overall weight on it, it's not crazy high. It's only like a 305, I think. Yeah. Like unstrung. But uh, as far as like, you know, control and feel, it's great. Um, if I had to knock the racket for me, just some of the pro connects in general, it, you know, for people that have negative feedback, it's usually not about the quality or the performance. It's just like the slight feel of that, uh, kinetic or ionic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little, um, muted because it cuts off vibration so well and protects the elbow so well that it kind of disconnects you from the ball just slightly for being such a nice player's racket. So really good, really nice frame there. Uh, can't say too many bad things about it other than, you know, just maybe raise the weight of it overall with some customization and just slight feel, uh, pickiness for me. Yeah. I think that sums it up. (laughs) It's not my Uh, preferred feel. (laughs) We're going to spin it on all over to the vortex, wrap up the Prince rackets for the year. It has a launch angle. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a pretty extreme open string pattern. So that was the first thing I noticed with it was everything was going deep. So luckily it also has a great spin (laughs) potential. So as long as I was consciously adding spin to all my shots, uh, the ball would then dip back down. But for me, fun racket, just too much, too much of a good thing. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah, I had to change my game a little too much for, for the racket, for me to be successful with the racket, but it was a cool paint job. I'll go with that. it's kind of a shame that it just comes down to that pattern, you know, because I think it's a really good filling frame. And like on paper, that's not my wheelhouse kind of racket. And I hit with it quite a bit or a few times on the demo court 
and really like the feel of it for being like a thick beam racket like that. It's really soft, really comfortable. And then Britt said something about the launch angle. Like it's, it's too extreme. The one that I hit with quite a bit actually had a multi in it. If you know your strings and your launch angles, multi takes away the launch angle. So it almost like to me played better with that multi in it. It was, you know, probably strung a little tighter. So I helped with the control, but yeah, that, that racket is surprisingly good feel. So if you're looking for something, uh, comfortable, powerful, and really spin friendly. It could be just what you what you like. I should have brought this up with the Ega, but we also tested the TFX1 300, which kind of launched around the U.S. Open time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start on that one, Tiff? I actually felt like it plays lighter than the Ega. It's really whippy, and overall, I mean, it's just again, it's just easy to pick up and use. But of the two, I would have uh, I say that I prefer the Ega, just a little bit more control. I was getting more. I felt more precise with that one. Same. I, I thought it played much lighter than what the weight and swing weight indicates. I think I was playing double or dingles with you, Troy, when I first <laughs> hit with it. And I just was like, I think I was so early on everything. I had to like stop swinging as fast because I was ahead of the ball. But I thought that the power, the power was there. The spin was there. Just, yeah, I definitely would lean towards the ego too, just for a little bit more control. I actually really surprisingly like that racket and it's definitely not a racket in my wheelhouse. Like the profile of it being more like a pure drive type racket. It's definitely more like Brit's type of racket or maybe even something Tiff might play with. Not what I would usually play with, but I actually liked it. And I do remember the day we were playing Brit and we debunked you and Tiff, both of you guys were talking about like, Oh yeah, it's so fast. Like the swing weight's gotta be like three Oh five, like really low. And I put it on the RDC machine. I think it was like three twenty five ish or something. You guys were like, no way it could be that high. <laughs> I mean, not that that's high, but it just didn't feel like it had that kind of swing weight in it. But I yeah. honestly didn't believe you. I made you. <laughs> yeah. And then Jada had to like put me down there and like show you, but, um, I, the reason I like it is because I felt like I had a little more control than I do with the racket, like a pure drive. I like the handle dampening system for being like a thicker beam, stiff racket. And to me, it reminded me, I remember, I think I mentioned this before of old head extremes back when the head shape used to be really round. I always really liked those going back to like the IG 2.0, the UTech IG pro 2.0 or whatever extreme. And it reminds me of the older extremes. And I like the the white paint job, which is with most technofibers. I like that frame. I would just weight it up to like 340. <laughs> <laughs> you need a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, that's we got we got a lot of a lot of that in the, the warehouse. <laughs> I say if you were wondering where the tungsten tape is. Yeah. With, with the oh yeah. It turns out it's not back ordered, it's all at Troy's desk. <laughs> that's no problem. That's just no problem. Ki- just kidding it actually. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All right, Wilson had a couple rackets adding to their lines. We had the Clash 100S, the Blade 100 V7, and the Pro Staff 61100 V13. So we kind of play tested all those at the same time. I you know we kind of think I, I was on the Blade and the Clash. And the, I, it was funny because I had just finished playtesting the Vortex when I went to the Clash. And so it actually wasn't too much of a transition because they actually played pretty similarly in the sense that they're easy powered spin, a higher launch angle, easy to whip around. So that one, I have very similar comments to the Vortex. Um, but the Blade 100 was a surprise to me. I think that was my favorite of the three. The Blade line has always been maybe a little bit but I needed a little bit extra pop on my, I was just missing a little power. 
And I think this was the perfect solution to it. I got a little bit more power to it. It got a little bit more forgiving sweet spot of the 100 square inch head size. And so I was really grooving with that racket. I was a big fan. It was still not anywhere power level of like an E-Zone or a, a pure drive, but definitely taking steps there in between a blade. Um, I The Pro Staff 6100 uh, surprised me as well. I... Um, obviously more of a more modern RF fan. So like I prefer less of the classic feel of those six one rackets. Um, so I really did appreciate what that 100 square inch pro staff six one offered and kind of exactly what Brittany was just saying. Um, literally just gives you a little bit more free power, easy power. It played for very solid. It could be a fun racket to customize. I mean, I feel like it's also one of those rackets, like if Roger were to retire, like give him a 100 square inch version, not retire. Sorry. Wow. Did I say that? <laughs> Don't come at me in the comments. I meant I as mean, we- eventually he will. <laughs> There's going to be a day. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> next. <laughs> but yeah, the one thing with that six one one hundred, I really like it. And I think why you liked it, Michelle, is it's not too flexy. It's got kind of that mid 60 kind of stiffness feel to it. There's some backbone to the racket. Right. I know, I know as soon as the racket started getting a little too flexy for Michelle. I'm out. We don't do flexibility around here. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, I remember you were on, I know you were on the clash. Were you also on the blade? I was also on the blade. You know, um, the blade is my favorite Wilson family. And uh, I like the 16, the open one, but it, well, cause the 1820 is just for me too tight, too much. It's too much. It, yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't, my game's not there. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, but so the blade 100, yeah, that was my favorite of the two. I mean, the clash is just not built for my mechanics. It's just the, I mean, not the standard clash, but the yes. spin effect pattern. You guys also struggled with a lot of string breakage if I'm remembering correctly the blade so I I have really no complaints about the blade it was it's like just a blade that I can use consistently we're getting close we're getting there we're done uh next was the v-core pro launch which I believe Tiff had hinted on the cosmetic that Mark had said Yes, that's it. this. Now we're to the jazzer size. That's where he said it's a jazzer size cosmetic because of all the fun colors. I mean, it's kind of we've had some fun cosmetics this year, and this is included. So, also just referencing, we're not going to dive too deep in because there is a whole podcast that Britt and Troy are on where we talk all about that line. But I'm going to pass to Troy because that's kind of um, what some of his favorite rackets. Yeah. So I mean, really good frames. I think, in my opinion, the 97D was the most improved. Um, just that slightly thicker beam, a little more pop, a little more stability is what that HD needed for most people. And I think they delivered on that one. Um, so the D is great. And like I said before, on that deep dive, the 330 is usually my stick. But with the swing weight being so crazy high, um, it just was a little unwieldy. So that, that was the only knock on the, the H. We got some funny comments from that podcast too. <laughs> I saw Britt laughing. I was like, I know what she's thinking. Give them oh, the I thought, you guys, I thought you guys were like laughing because like you were like, oh, shut up already. Like don't ramble. No, no. Uh, there are some funny comments. Go back and look. There are some funny comments on that podcast because they're like, we kept talking. Naming. Yeah, the naming. And we kept saying like, give them the D or something. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a... Yeah, because we're 12 at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, great rackets. Um, please go check out that episode if you want to really get into that line. We go through all of them. All right. Now we're going to go into the the blades. Yeah, <laughs> the Wilson blade, the V8 update, the paint job that is very controversial. You either love it or you hate it. Tiffany, what do you think? What it, You just said that the blade's your favorite line from Wilson. How is this update for you? Uh, I was doing, I tested the 104 and honestly, Blade 100 that I tested this year, Blade 104. Oh, the 104 is just so fun to play with. I mean, uh, I think we mentioned the Dunlop OS a little earlier on. And this is one of these oversized rackets that's really, it's it's really easy to control, I feel like. And I, I don't know, I just played really well with that racket and I had a lot of fun. Um, and I am in the camp of I love the cosmetic of the blades. Troy? I was going to chime in and just say, I know Britt loves the 104 as well. So I was like, between the Blade 104 V8 and the Blade 100 V7, is one of those considered like the dark horse or the sleeper of the year? I would definitely say the 104 is the hidden gem. Hidden gem. There we go. That's that's If you were, if you were <laughs> reference to Jada, the hidden gem of the year. I... <laughs> I've always liked the 104, but this one, for some reason, really, I really meshed well with. It kind of did the opposite of the Technofiber TFX1. It's a little bit lighter, but it is extended length and obviously more oversized. And it played bigger than what its specs would indicate. I, you know, it held up stability. Like it was remarkably stable for its weight. And then it was fun to hit with. Um, I really have no complaints, maybe tad more control here and there, but otherwise, yeah, I would pick that as my, my hidden gem for sure. And I'm in the fan of, I love the cosmetic too. You can check me on that one. (laughs) I like the cosmetic as well. (laughs) Blade's never really been my racket. Um, I like them. I just a little bit too low on that stiffness rating. Yeah. It's the stiffness. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. I need, I need something that feels like a board. And if it's a soft board, we're not, we're not okay. A flexible board's not happening. I think I've said it in the play test review and probably in my comments more detailed. I prefer the previous version of the 98 18 by 20. It had a little bit of a higher swing weight and I think it might've been, or it felt to me a little stiffer, but as a non-blade person, don't listen to me because the true blade people like this update more than the previous one. <laughs> so that's all I got. <laughs> I think Sage, one of our play testers, is a blade lover, and he really liked both the 1619 and 1820. I can't remember at one point he was considering switching to them, but as a true T-Dub play tester and our T-Dub play tester problems, <laughs> we have trouble. Either we switch too much or we don't switch at all. So exactly (laughs) that's actually actually (laughs) we were trying to figure it out tiff and i might be and then right like you just have switched to the next e-zone it's not even correct yeah i've stayed in the e-zone 100 for the last 10 years and then troy you got your e-zone 98 plus we're we're the steady eddies over here with the their other ones are like switching once a week no i'm just kidding (laughs) Yeah, I, I hit with a lot of rackets and I test a lot of stuff and customize a lot of stuff. 
but I don't commit to the one very often. So maybe yeah. this is a further further conversation on our commitment issues. <laughs> just kidding. Well, now I'm thinking like since like some of us switch all the time and just get around and some of us, you know, have been married for many years and some of us have commitment issues like me. Um, Troy, Troy, I'm thinking like Brit, Brit as like Brit as like in charge of like our testing schedule. Maybe we should set up like an annual like drawing or like whatever you call that, like uh, annual like meeting where like either you have to switch, you stay the same, like you know, like it could be oh, like, like we're drafting our rackets. <laughs> yeah, like we either force someone to switch or you know. Well, it should be other people have to vote. <laughs> but but like oh throughout the year, like for the people like maybe like someone that likes to switch a lot, maybe Boonie or something like that, like they can't. You can't <gasps> switch throughout the year. We lock him out. We lock him yeah. out of the switch. No trades. <laughs> You're locked <laughs> in. For oh, the I, next like year. I like that. I like that. It's like free agency versus like contract deals. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Listeners. If you have any ideas on how to get this rolling, we will lean into it. We'll make this a group effort. This could be fun. So yeah, we'd go with the people that normally switch a lot. They have to stick with one. And then us three have to pick a new one, especially (laughs) Tiff. (laughs) Tiff really has to pick a new one soon. She's not going to run out. Well, maybe she takes really good. I'm stocked up. Okay, she's good. But no, I, yeah. Tiff's like, I don't like this idea. I know. <laughs> Me neither, Tiff. We're just going to keep going. I'm going to test my grip strength. You're going to rip them out of my hands. I like this. We're on to something. Keep thinking about it. Right. Okay. Just we have randomly gone one day, Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my rackets? Um, I don't know. Sorry. Prestigious. Well, Head prestige. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Because like we're talking about switching and like that's the first thing that's caught my eye. <laughs> in a while in a hot minute and it's kind of nice to like have a little like butterfly in your stomach about a new racket oh my gosh why why are we so weird why am I so weird head prestigious are the update even better feel like solid has been the word that's used we just get a little confused with the naming head why why are you doing this to us we can go through it but the old Pro is now the tour. The old MP is now the pro. The pro. pro. And the old tour the MP. is the MP. Which yeah. is and the mid is gone. Gone. Mid no is longer. Gone. No longer. And MP no longer in head no longer stands for mid plus. It stands for main performance. And another side note, which might help people, is uh, head has their like power index now it's called like the control power index of cpi and technically the new um mp the main performance the 99 square inch is the highest in power so think of it as most power of the low power rackets what do you guys think about the prestiges so best one in the line hands down is the new pro 1820 mm-hmm. yeah michelle's like yeah right no that's such a troy racket <laughs> <laughs> It is really nice because it is it is a little thinner beamed than your. It's tour. too flexible. <laughs> it is nice no, and soft. Uh, I know, like Sage likes that one. Boone likes that one. Chris likes that one. I like it. It's it's a really nice update to their eighteen twenty, but doesn't have the stiffness or the pop of the tour, huh, Michelle? Exactly. <laughs> Tiff Britt, I love the Prestige line. I'm just, but 
I mean, it's a little bit too much racket. I'm looking at Britt's face and I like instantly remember that these are just not for her. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, is with the new MP, which is supposed to be like the most forgiving and like easy to use prestige if there is such a thing. Yeah, not because it does. Ha- it does have the 99 head size, which is pretty forgiving, but the swing weight's like crazy high still. So it's not that easy to swing from what I gathered. I haven't really hit with it much, but. Tiffany can talk to that. And like the day they filmed was like probably one of the windiest days. Yeah, it was really windy up there at outside that day. So, I mean, I actually really enjoyed the fact that the racket is a bit heftier and uh, than what I typically would play with. And it, it had the ability just kind of cut through the air, the wind, and that wasn't ball wasn't floating quite as much just because it was so direct. But yeah, I was on the, the um, MP, the main performance one. And it, for me, it's just, it, it's a little bit out of my range, but it, I really enjoyed it. It's just not a realistic for me to play with for more than an hour at a time. I think Troy could be my spokesperson because... <laughs> Prestige has never been, and I don't think will ever be a racket that works for me or gels with. I can always appreciate it. Um, I hit with the MP and I was on previous tours. <laughs> um, and that would, I mean, that would be the only racket I could possibly play with. But like Tiff said, probably like an hour max is, it's just too much of a racket for me. Doesn't really hit any of my specs that I look for in a racket, but I can appreciate it, um, you know, the flexible feel, lots of plow through and mass behind it, but not a racket that suits me, unfortunately. I mean, that's okay. There, That's why there's different rackets. <laughs> I'm going to cut us off here because we've kind of talked through them. There was, there are a couple other rackets that don't technically are not available until 2022, but even though we've play tested them, but we can save that for another episode. And I think we're just going to have to do a part two and possibly three for shoes and string. And we will reconvene because definitely want to get into some shoes or some fun launches this year. Tiff already mentioned that ultra shot three, uh, the vapor NXT react is the big shoe that I want to talk about. And then also we did some fun string play tests. So this is fun, right? Reminiscing a little bit. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> what a year. Where did the time go? Well, thank you guys for joining. I'm going to schedule the next couples. And uh, now I have a very big decision to see which racket I play with because I now I'm like, oh, should I try the Radical Pro again? Revisit that? I don't know. Well, we have the 2022 Playtester Racket Draft. Yes. <laughs> if you guys have ideas on how we can do a fun playtester racket draft, or if you have any questions, I also really want to do like an ask the playtesters anything, like almost anything kind of episode. So if you have any questions for us that you would love to hear, I know I get a lot of fun comments from everyone that talks about like the chemistry between the playtesters and the banter is really fun. So it's, it's real, you know, and also that's the other thing. Thanks you guys for bearing with us. We are currently going through a big like office move as the podcast is moving as well into a new location. So stay tuned because in 2022, we're going to have video episodes where we're like all going to be able to be in the same room and record the episode, which I'm super excited about. And 
for the time being, we've just been trying to find places where everyone can be and record because it's tough. Some days <laughs> it's a busy, it's a busy place. So appreciate everyone's patience on that. Email us if you have any questions, email us if you have ideas for drafts, drafting rackets and all that podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. And thank you, Brittany, Tiffany, and Troy. Thank you. Happy hitting. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.